0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Glad you're here today. Glad you made it all the way. How were the flights? Not bad? Okay. Not everybody is having such good luck. Well, we're glad you're here today on this 4th of July weekend. And I want to talk to you today about the first five verses from this reading from Galatians. Big idea is, put the fruit of the Spirit into action by bearing one another's burdens. When General William Booth, founder of the Salvation Army, was an old man, he was invited to address a large convention of army workers and volunteers. When it was determined he was unable to attend, he was asked to send a greeting instead the message he sent was, went like this. To the delegates of the Salvation Army Convention, others signed General William Booth. That was it. Others. One word. And that really was the heart of the Salvation Army, and that really is the heart of what it means to be a Christian. Others. Others. So today, Paul explains two ways in these few verses we can bear bear the burdens of others. One, restore the fallen, and two, help the hurting. First verse goes like this in the message. Gene Peterson writes, if someone falls into sin, forgivingly restore him, saving your critical comments for yourself. You might be needing forgiveness before the day is out. And RSV says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Look to yourself, lest you be tempted. So who are the fallen? These are the people who have been overtaken by temptation and fallen into sin. They're like those caught. There's a phrase caught in sin, and the word caught means like an animal trapped. In a, in a trap, or a bird trapped in a cage or something along those lines. It's somebody who never intended to be doing wrong, but has found themselves in a, in a fix, in a mess. They, they've gone down the wrong path. wasn't intentional, but there they are. I think of Peter. He's in the upper room, the Last Supper with Jesus, and Jesus is explaining what's going to happen. And Peter's saying, look, I don't know what the rest of these guys are going to do, but you can count on me. I'll be with you right to the bitter end. No matter what happens, I'm with you, even if it means my life. Count on me. So then they go to the Garden of Gethsemane, and after he cuts the guy's ear off, he bolts like everybody else does. And then he goes to the courtyard of the high priest. Hey, weren't you one of the guys that was? I never saw this guy before in my life. I don't even know who he is. Three times. And then Jesus looks at him. And he's convicted. He never intended to act that way, but it was caught. He was just tempted to save his own skin. And that's what happened. (coughs) Sometimes that's what happens to us. Requires the help of spiritual people. People walking in the spirit. You know, Sometimes you have a group of people or you have people that meet like we have an intercessory prayer 6:30 on Monday night, not this Monday night it's 4th of July or you have a group that meets for a lunch or something like and all of a sudden so and so's not there where's where's Mary anybody seen Mary anybody seen what happened to Mike where's Mike seen him lately and what people tend to do is they isolate themselves once they've sort of fallen in this way and then you check on them And you find that maybe they've gotten their foot caught in a trap and they're mangled by something like anger or bitterness or lust or greed or lies or resentment, something something that has taken them out of their normal routine, something that has separated them from God, separated them from their friends and from you. That's what these verses are talking about. So what do you do? Paul says we are to restore them gently. Now, restore, the word restore here means to set a broken or dislocated bone. I have experience with this. April 22nd, I'm walking in my driveway and I take a spill on some slippery water, dislocate my left elbow. Ouch. Ouch go to the ER, get it set, a week later go back thinking it's going to be all fixed, they take the splint off, it's dislocated again, wind up getting admitted to the hospital, go to the OR, not the ER, and then a month or so of trying to figure out how does this thing work and being very happy I'm married to my wife up there because I can't dress myself. And I can't do a whole bunch of things I used to do, you know. And slowly but surely, I've been restored to the place where I can do almost anything I need to do with my elbow. Yay. But it took time. It was a process. And, and Kathy was helping to restore me sometimes gently. Well, she's, she's my physical, she is a physical therapist, so the doctor said she could be my physical therapist. PT, physical torture. There you go. Not, not, that's not true. She's been very good. She's been very, very good. But we don't, it says gent, do it with gentleness, and this is the thing. You don't want to beat people that are sort of down and have sort of fallen away and, and got caught, them, they're caught in something. It's, you don't want to beat them up. You've got to be gentle about it. You want says, this needs to be done gently with kindness. It must be done carefully, it says, lest you yourself fall into sin. Satan is very tricky. I went to seminary in Ambridge, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb of Pittsburgh. Ambridge, the American Bridge Company. That's how the city got its name. 9,000 people. The American Bridge Company was begun in 1903 and it closed in 1983. It had an 80 year run. During that run, they built the Golden Gate Bridge. They built LSTs for World War II. Ambridge had some interesting things about it. One time, they had the most churches and bars per capita of any city in the United States. When it closed in 1983, a lot of men took early retirement. And when that happened, the bars opened earlier, and they were pretty full. And there was a seminarian, a student, who said, I am going to go in there and help these guys. Yes. So she started going to the bars. And back then, there was a word about ministry that was very key. The word was authentic. You wanted to be authentic, which means when she went to the bar, she wasn't drinking a Coke. She was drinking what they were drinking all the time, and she became an alcoholic. Well, she didn't intend to become an alcoholic, but she was being authentic. She thought she was helping. And she recovered from it. She backed away from it. She did get ordained. She was in the Diocese of Central Florida, where I was going to be, and it turned out she was the chairman of the Commission on Ministry that oversaw the ordination process for people. That's where I met her, and she told that story. And she would tell that story to tell people, be careful. When you are coming alongside someone who's in a bad way or doing things that are sort of off the beaten path, be very careful. You don't fall into that. Well, we're called to care enough to act in a careful, compassionate way without falling ourselves. So, We're also called to help the hurting. Verse 2 reads like this, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The word burden there means huge boulder. It's a thing that you cannot carry by yourself. It's a load that you just can't bear. Could be sickness, loss, finances, broken dreams, failed marriage, children, career, death of a loved one. Doesn't matter what it is. It's something too much for you to handle. So when you see a brother or a sister staggering under a heavy load, what do you do? If you can help, Help. Personal sacrifice is the hallmark of a Christian. Sacrifice. That is not the hallmark of the world in general. Right and wrong, Christians are are informed of right and wrong by what the Word of God says. Right and wrong in the world is measured by does it benefit me or not? Will this decision help me, give me what I need or not? If it does, then it's a good thing. If not, then I won't spend my time or my talent or my treasure on it. Christians don't really think like that. Helping others is at the heart of what it means to be a Christian. I think of the Good Samaritan. Got somebody who's beaten up by robber's laying by the side of the road, and the Levite and the priest both go by. Well, I don't want to get defiled for my time at the temple, or I'm going to be late for the party or whatever. They just walk by the guy, and then it comes, boo. Everybody hates the Samaritans back in those days. And he stops, and he ministers to him, puts oil on his wounds, puts him on his donkey, takes him to the inn, tells to the guy, put him up. When I come back, I'll, I'll square up with you, whatever you need. Whatever it is, I'll pay. What was in it for him? What was in it for him? Nothing. He just did it because it was the right thing to do. We can't do everything, but often we can do something. So when God puts someone in our path who needs help, we need to take a look at that. I'm wearing this wristband from the Vacation Bible School. It says, watch for God. Watch for God. Keep your eyes open. See where God is moving. Maybe he's moving you in a particular direction. You got one on? See, these are VBSers over here. Christ the King is really good at this. We've got a lot of people here who have a heart for other people. Now, Mark, where's Mark? He's up there. Mark's son, Ryan, passed away of a heart attack a few weeks ago, 50 years old. And it came down to going down to Naples, Florida to pick up some things. So Red, Zell, and and Matthew here went down with Mark, and and they wound up driving a truck back, hauling a trailer with a Corvette on it, getting back here about midnight, 30. But these are just some things that people do here for other people. When people have a need in this place, other people are there to help and meet it. They don't ask for anything. It's just part of who they are. Is Murphy here? Karen? No? Karen Murphy, um, she's involved in more things than you could ever imagine. Where? Oh, that was just affirming? Oh, okay. She's helping people find a job. She's helping people find a place to live. She's finding people, whatever. She's just very, very active. In that way, kind of behind the scenes. And we have a ton of people that work and help and do those kinds of things. What would Jesus do? Go and do likewise. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each other let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. Sometimes pride is the enemy. We get get into a mood and we say, if somebody's in trouble, we say, they deserved it. Well, maybe next time they'll listen to me. He had it coming. Serves him right. Ever say that? Ever think that? Mm Mm-hmm. How quick we are sometimes to pass judgment. But I think if we were more conscious of our own sinfulness And failings, we would be more forgiving of others. Paul was dealing with a group of um, legalists back in those days. Legalists can be very prideful. People who see the world just in terms of rules and regulations and law can be that way, very judgmental. They don't have a heart for other people, they don't have a sense of compassion, they don't see beyond the offense. What's behind this? What's what's underneath this? Is there something that can be done to assist you in a way that will help you stop doing this? They live by comparison. They're always comparing themselves to those that have fallen by the wayside. And they always come out ahead because they're better than those people. It's always those people. And Paul is saying, don't be so quick to place yourself in that position. Don't be so quick to judge other people. Look, I think of Jesus, that the woman caught in adultery. They throw her at Jesus' feet, and they're ready to stone her. And he says, if uh, any of you have never sinned, uh, toss the first one. Drop, 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 and they all walk away. And he said, no one condemns you, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Could have had a very different outcome. If they had their way, she'd be dead. Jesus had his way, and there was a new start. So finally, am I doing my part? Am I bearing my own load? The word load here um, from that last verse, verse 5, is a soldier's pack. It's lighter. It's not the boulder we were talking about. It's It's a soldier's pack. You can carry that and still do other things. We've all got burdens that we need to bear. Things that we're responsible for. And how am I doing in meeting those responsibilities that I'm responsible for? Things like my family or, you know, you, you can't really raise my family for me. Or work, you can't go to work for me. Work is an interesting topic these days. How many people are having a hard time finding people to work? I had a rotary Event at the country club the other night. It was an induction ceremony, so there was a few of us that met at a restaurant, which will remain nameless. For lunch, and we ordered at noon, and the and the lunch came at ten after one. And I was sitting across the, the table from the owner of the restaurant. Girl, come and came and took our drink order. So we gave her our drink order, and then another guy, this guy shows up and wants to take our drink order. We say, Well, she's already taken that. Well, then I'll take your order, fine. She comes back with the drinks and she says, I've got this table. And he goes, I'll take, I got it. She goes, Fine. Off she goes. And then about 12 30, the owner goes to check on the order and comes back and he says, The guy that took your order quit. I can't take it anymore. And he walked out the back door and he just quit. And he says, We have, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to startle the baby. More and more issues like that where people just don't want to work, you know? And God wants us to be responsible people. And that's really an issue. My own health, I'm responsible for my health. My children, I'm raising my children. I'm responsible for my own citizenship. Am I taking my responsibilities as a citizen seriously? This is really what it means to be bearing your own load. Meet your obligations and responsibilities in a godly way. So in the end, we come to moments when we have to decide whether to gently confront a fellow believer in sin or to get involved in bearing one another's burdens. To my people who are called by my name, Others signed Jesus. Jesus died as he lived for others. May God help us to follow in his steps. Amen.